G'day ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Life of Mine, the go-to mining podcast. Matty Michael here, bringing you another episode for the keen mining investor. Now, since old Albo decided to load up last week with public holidays, may Her Majesty rest in peace, we couldn't pump out our scheduled Channel Mine news. Don't worry, it's not going anywhere. We're going to pump one out in a week and a bit's time. So, our friends at Labyrinth Resources, CEO Matty Nixon and Chief Geologist Andrew Chernside, have filled the gap and come on for a quick yarn regarding their maiden jork resource that has been released today. Plenty of investors have been keenly awaiting this 3 million tonne at 5 grams per tonne gold grade, giving a 500,000 ounce inferred mineral resource, seeing an ounce uplift from their original NI43 non-jork compliant resource of 479,000 ounces. Matty and Andrew give a bit of insight into this announcement for all the investors out there and lay out what everyone can expect in the upcoming news flow. Now the usual disclaimer, Matty and Andrew obviously work for Labyrinth and I personally am a Labyrinth shareholder so please do your own research before making any investment decisions. Righto, let's get into it. Okay, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Life of Mine. Now, in absence of this week's Channel Mine news due to public holiday, public multiple public holidays, I thought we'd uh, get our friends from Labyrinth Resources in, Matty Nixon, CEO, Andrew Chernside, Chief Geologist, to discuss their recent release of the maiden jork resource for the Labyrinth Gold Project. How are we, gentlemen? Yeah, excellent, Matty. Thanks for having us on, mate. Too easy. Now, Maddie, the we've been waiting a while for this. It's been a journey towards getting this maiden resource. Mate, can you please tell us about the journey and elaborate on why something of this magnitude can't be achieved within a single month? Yeah, absolutely, Maddie. And uh, no one uh, more keen and working as uh, hard towards it as Andrew and I. So it's great to uh, reach that point today. Um, and ultimately, look, we... Um, for a reminder of context and history, I suppose, um, took operational control uh, of the two Quebec assets at the beginning of November last year. So um, it was important for us to really get to work immediately and demonstrate that we can establish a base and um, be a bit of a presence um, through Quebec and be active on our projects. So we were drilling uh, Denain within three weeks, um, which was an excellent outcome. Um, drilled over the winter while we established the underground um, to host our maiden drilling program, um, which commenced in February. This year, so from there we worked through a five thousand meter program underground, um, with the majority targeting the Boucher load, um, which we felt was the most prospective in terms of strike tenure and grade. Um, and then we moved immediately you know, in June into a surface program, um, which enabled us to, <coughs> excuse me, extend um, or test mineralisation at depth below uh, the existing NI forty three resource and below where any drilling had been able to target. Um, throughout history of the, the project. Um, and from there, um, 
in amongst all that, there's a, a lot of work to, I guess, digest and understand the historical data that fed into the NI43, Matty, um, do our own diligence on that work. Um, and to support that, we engaged uh, the independent geological consultants, RSC, so extremely reputable group. Um, they provide that independence, as I said, and from there it's collating the historical data with our uh, new data from our two drill programs, um, as well as the, guess, the methodology and interpretation uh, from Andrew as he's worked through it all um, over the last you know, eight, nine months, um, and that's generated the, the Jork resource, um, extremely diligent, extremely robust, and gives us a great platform to move forward with the project. Now, the figures specifically are inferred mineral resource of 3 million tonne at 5 grams per tonne gold grade, uh, yielding 500,000 ounces. Now, Andrew, recently Labyrinth reported some down dip extension, extensional hits, um, one notably 1.4 metres at 13.3 grams per tonne at 652 metres, which was extending the Boucher load and numerous other hits extending the McDowell and the other loads. Now, can you go please go through what current known drill hole information such as this has been omitted or not included in this mineral resource estimate? Yeah, sure, mate. Good question. So um, with those drill holes, they were drilled significantly down to of the current resource to get an understanding of the continuity and to give us some foresight as to what this thing could be at depth. Now those assays, they were fed into the resource. However, because of the spacing, we can't actually classify those as part of the 500,000 ounces. So because they were circa 150 to 300 metres below the next line and drilling above them, um, they fall outside of what we can deem inferred and they provide a pretty easy follow-up target to fill that gap and get those ounces back into the next next uh, resource update. Um, pleasingly, we were able to use all of that historic data that we inherited through some great on-ground work, which included bush bashing through swamps to find old collar points and stuff like that. Um, so plenty of data fit into this model, circa 30,000 metres, but uh, most importantly, those down that essentially are exploration holes that show that we're not done yet, and we've only just tickled the surface. Now, with the variation from the NI43 resource, there's been a significant uplift, uplift in the tonnage and obviously the increase in the ounces to the 500,000 ounce. Why? Where was most of the variation compared to the old resource to the new resource, the Jork compliant resource that's been released? Yeah, sure, mate. So the previous resource done by SGS was what's called a Estimate. Now that's a very labour intensive uh, estimate whereby essentially you draw polygons around each grade and that shape gets those ounces assigned to it. Uh, what RSC have done is applied a, an ordinary creek estimate, which is a mathematical uh, average. So they've gone through and looked at the data population and compared it across the entire uh, vein sets and, and shown that there's great continuity uh, throughout. Um, and there's some parts of this vein that grade extremely high, which uh, allowed us to get that 150,000 ounces at 10 grams per ton using a 6 gram cutoff. And there's other parts where it's not as high, but it's continuous along the full strike, um, which shows that tonnage uplift, uh, and the, the ounces slightly up because we've managed to extend it down dip as well, but using both historic data and some of that new, new drilling. Uh, so all in all, a great result combining the two the two data sets and a modern estimation method. So where would you class the 
resource in terms of levels of conservativeness? Uh, is it a conservative investment? Um, and if so, are there holes that need to be filled in for the follow-up drilling? Uh, where does that all sit? Yeah, mate, so I would consider it a, a robust estimate. Uh, certainly on the conservative side, I think every geologist thinks that uh, the drilling is conservative. Uh, but most importantly, what would apply to this resource, and it's a requirement of JORC 2012, is the the realistic potential for economic extraction. So that's where the cutoff grade of three grams per tonne per metre comes in. What that's saying is if you can't make money off it, you can't establish it as a resource, even at the inverted stage. So it's really important to apply those factors, and that uh, gives us confidence that what we're reporting in this announcement is that it's you know it's, it's a robust resource that people can somewhat hang their head on, still inferred, still expending more drilling to get it to indicated. But yeah, a really good starting point. Uh, the other thing that's come out of this is some pretty easy walk-up targets. You'll see in the uh, announcement there, there's some gaps that need to be infilled. Those are you know just put some more drill holes in, update the resource, and uh, and continue to see this thing grow. So, oh, before I flick back to Maddie on that three grams grams per tonne meter uh figure just just explain to people that mightn't have seen a open stope underground or know that i guess the concept of underground extraction the difference between three gram per tonne meter and the two gram per tonne grade cutoff how that works with the mining width etc yeah sure mate. so essentially it's a modification so anything that comes out at three uh is three grams per tonne meters so uh, if you've got a half metre wide intercept, so half a metre wide at six grams per tonne, and that equals three grams per tonne metres. Likewise, if you've got one and a half metres at two grams per tonne, again, it comes out at three. So that's a pretty robust number to use. Um, and it's compared well across the industry as to, for a cutoff. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a realistic number to use, which is most pleasing. Now, Maddie. What's next, mate? What's next for the Labyrinth Project? The exploration, what's coming up? What can what can we expect in the news fly? No, absolutely, mate. Well, uh, it should be no secret to anyone that we're pretty relentless with our approach and our exploration, and, and this will be no different. So um, with our hands on this chalk resource now, um, there'll be a, a period of you know extreme review from Andrew and I, um, ultimately to ascertain uh, the next, I suppose, um, targets that we want to want to explore. And, and those targets are going to be both down dip and infilling the resource that Andrew just touched on and, and looking for resource growth immediately around the existing Y-frames. But we're really quite excited by um, some of the regional potential that is starting to present and has been displayed um, with this joint resource process in our last nine months of, of working with the project as well. So considering we host uh, you know up to four kilometres of the Labyrinth Fault, um, which is again hosting the Boucher mineralisation um, on our tenure, uh, and some really interesting points, um, call it with an intersection or projected intersection with another gold hosting structure uh, to the northeast. Um, the regional targets, we, we're really looking forward to doing some work on as well. So that's ultimately what next. Um, we can work through the winter, we can work through the summer. Um, we've uh, got a really good team on ground headed up by Sylvain. So uh, that's ultimately the next few months and into 2022, mate, is uh, growing this resource and continue to unlock the potential of uh, what he's presenting as a really sizable system. And what's the plans for drilling? Are uh, you venturing to the underground workings or are you sticking to surface drilling? Uh, if so, why the choice? The next round will be surface drilling, 
Manny, that's, um, I guess, for a couple of reasons. Um, we obviously went with Underground for the initial program uh, because it gave us a great platform. Uh, it's obviously in our wheelhouse as well, um, being Underground operators, um, and it enabled us to target the Bush Air load um, with the closest spaced or closest distance drilling and, and obviously preserve cost, et cetera, in that regard. Um, but heating is expensive um, to keep the underground workings heated. So from a cost management point of view, combined with, uh, I guess, best bang for buck for the metres, it'll be surface programs, um, particularly when we look at that regional, um, I guess, exploration. If we do conduct some drilling there, um, that's a, you know, multiple kilometres away from the existing workings. So with the Boucher load, um, I guess, diverging away from, from those workings, uh, it makes a lot of sense that surface is our, our next couple of campaigns. Addition to the announcement you put out today, or just a couple of things while I've got you, is the metallurgical work you've done. Bulk leach, extractable gold test, returning 97.1% recovery. Uh, Is this expected, a good result? Uh, Implications for future milling? Um, Give us a bit of context. Yeah, mate. So part of the uh, job resources to ensure that you can actually uh, recover the gold that you're estimating that or form part of that RPEE. Component. This is an outstanding result. Uh, don't get me wrong. No matter where in the world you see a figure of ninety-seven point one with leak testing, is is great. Means that we have options um, for for milling down the track, uh, and most importantly, it means uh, it should be uh, should be low cost. So that that cost of extracting it, not just out of the ground, but putting it into a into a saleable form, uh, becomes becomes cheaper. So. Really great result. Shows that it's free milling. You know, there's no no talk of having to try and get anything refractory done. So, have great results. Still some more work to go on that metallurgical testing, uh, and we'll continue to do more rounds of testing as we grow this thing. We're still at an inferred resource, but as a first pass number, uh, very very happy with that. Right. Any last words for all the uh, lovers and haters on hot copper and all other potential investors out there? Hopefully the majority are lovers, Matty. So, look, it's no secret, you know, on that note, um, market's going through a tough period around the world, right? But, um, look, when we look at our strategy, the strength of our assets and the strength of our team, uh, we believe we're extremely well-placed and quite proud and, and really pleased to get the, uh, the maiden jork out there today and gives us an excellent platform, as Andrew said, to, to build and grow from here. And, um, look, we're pretty relentless as a teammate. So, um, looking to grow the company in the same regard. Right, yeah, sensational. Thanks very much for your time, gents. I really appreciate it. And I hope that um, you celebrated a quiet beer in uh, completion of the jork as it was. A, it, was a, it was a big journey and uh, it would have been well deserved. So I uh, look forward to plenty more chats and look forward to the news flow. Thanks very much, Matt. Always appreciate it. Thank you,